at it again with another episode of the TV Podcast. Hope you guys didn't miss us too much. I hope so. <laughs> but if you have, we were alive and we're, are we thriving? Yeah. Okay, we're thriving. <laughs> and we're doing our thing. We are doing our thing. I'm out here doing a thing. We're getting into it. Getting into everything. Yeah. My birthday is this week, guys. It's a birthday. It's a birthday. My birthday's on Monday. Um, I turned 33. Oh, stunning. Stunning. Apparently, 33 is like a pivotal year. Oh, yeah? It's like a year of like a massive change, I heard. Did you see that TikTok of the lady like naming the years that are pivotal? With like the seasons? No. Mm, I know. Different TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, haven't seen that one. But yeah, I'm very excited. It feels I'm like really in my 30s now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because of COVID, I feel like my like turning 30 was like not exciting. Yeah. And then 2021, as we have talked about, is like the forgotten year. What the hell happened? We don't know. Don't know. So like last year was like my first real year of my 30s. So now I'm like really 30. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 30, flirty, and thriving. Right. <laughs> so I'm excited. We have lots planned this, this, a lot of plans this weekend. I don't know how, because I went from no plans to like literally so many plans. We love that. I know. I need to find an outfit though for Sunday. You're late. <laughs> I know. I'm going to the mall on Friday. Okay. A little Zara fit. Exactly. Great. Exactly. <laughs> Even it's simple. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm lovely. I'm here doing my thing, going along. <laughs> um, I was traveling a lot. I went to LA. I hated it. Mm. I'm simply an East Coast girly. Like, I feel like uh, Miamians and New Yorkers, well, New Yorkers especially, they hate New York. They hate LA. Mm-hmm. And I'm just that vibe. Yeah, I get that. It, I, I didn't like LA either. I was just like, this is not a vibe. Yeah. I just feel like when you live in a place like Miami, it's really hard to get excited about going to other places. No, I do get excited about going to other places. I love going to New York. I haven't gone to Nashville. I'm excited for like a change of pace and like doing country stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a, cute. That's different. But like, I don't know. I just feel like anytime you're in like a coastal place, that's like similarish vibes, like party scene, mm. food, that kind of thing. Like the vibe is never right. Like I just feel like Miami has it on lock. I just don't know what other place it could be compared to besides L.A. Because uh, what else is beach and party? The Caribbean. Right. Um, That's a completely different vibe. Yeah. L.A. was just not it. Yeah. Like I'm not a green juice and hiking girly. <laughs> I'm a rooftop bar martini girly. Give me an Asper Russell martini. Yeah. OK. Anyways. So you want to get us started with a quote for the week? Yes. So my quote is actually I had a hard time finding a quote, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like this is my forever mood. So my quote comes from Terminator and it's I need a vacation. <laughs> he like uh, shoots up a bunch of androids and he's going crazy. And then he goes, I need a vacation. Mm. And I always need a vacation. I want to be in Italy. Oh, nice. Living my white lotus life. OK. <laughs> right. I like that. Right. I did I send you the the TikToks about Cape Town? No. Oh my god! I am just like I'm planning a birthday trip for next year, and I want to go to Cape Town, South Africa, and 
it came up on my timeline, this girl that just spent a month there working remotely. I cannot wait to touch the motherland. Like, I am just, I'm on the coast. My sister. My sister. <laughs> my cousin. I, like, cannot wait to be in Africa. Like, I just, I need that specific trip in my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was watching um, Monet from TikTok. Yeah. Her vlog of her Montana trip. We're going to Jackson Hole absolutely it's like, necessary I, I literally was looking at the four seasons hotel like i was doing the research as i was watching yeah. i was like nah i need i need this trip this no is the way this. the way that after every episode of yellowstone i go on zillow <laughs> and i find these houses yes. in the middle of nowhere montana and i try to convince my fiance to move there with me is ridiculous like we, that needs to happen we yeah. need to go we're we're doing Jackson Hole. Like I just feel like that that trip looked fabulous. Like the hotel they were staying looked fabulous. They went to cute little bars. They went and got like custom hats done. Uh, I want yes. I want custom boots made. Like I need that trip. Yeah. No, and I want to be in like a sickening big fur. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wanna be in like a one piece get up skin <laughs> tight with the fur. Yeah. And, and the, the boots. boots. Sick. Sick. Nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> so my quote comes from my new favorite show, Poker Face. It's on Peacock. And it's starring Natasha Lyon, which I didn't realize I love her so much. But I love her. She was also in Russian Doll on Netflix. Oh, but the main girl? Yes. Oh, yeah. She's great. I am obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And... This quote just says, just power through it. Basically, this last week, I've been like, not slacking, but I kind of like fell off. I like took a little break from the gym. And this morning I went back and I was dying, like dead. I am so exhausted and I just need to power through. Like I need a good night's rest tonight and tomorrow night so I can like make it through the weekend. I just feel like it's going to be a power through week, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. By the time Monday, well, I'm not going to work on Monday, but. um, Neither am I. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it's a holiday. um, And it's my birthday. That's my actual birthday. Um, Yeah, I just feel like by the time Monday rolls around, I'm going to be exhausted. Sometimes it'd be like that, you know, but I love it. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's get into the show. Yes, let's do it. What are we talking about this week? There's a lot to catch up on. Let's talk a little bit about your Peacock shows. Yes, because I've been watching a lot of things. I literally, I think it was last week, I started like four shows in one night because it was like everything just had one or two episodes out. Oh. And I was like so annoyed, first of all, one, because it's like, why are you dropping these shows episodically? Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we moving backwards? Um, But all of them were great. And so I'm like, I've got a new on cast. Pe- on Peacock? On Peacock, on Apple TV, on... Oh, yeah, you didn't mention that. Okay, so I started Poker Face with with Natasha Lyons. She basically plays this woman who can tell if someone is lying. She's got, like, Mm. a kind of a natural investigative um, personality. And so she is on the run from, like, an ex-boss in Vegas that, like, killed her best friend. And... Then she's like going on this road trip basically to like outrun him. 
and she keeps encountering these different people and every episode there's like a different murderer murder mm. that she keeps solving it's very good it's kind of like quirky funny like weird but it's just like great it's an easy watch really enjoyable and the guest stars like the cast is stacked everybody and their mother is on that show mm, benjamin okay. bratt and adrian brody chloe chevenet okay. um the girl that plays murph from that show with like the boys smurf smurf, smurf. oh my god animal kingdom yes animal kingdom like everybody and their mother is on that show okay really good I also started season three of, oh, what is that show on Apple TV with Octavia Spencer? And the season is starring, is Gus starring Gabrielle Union. Oh my God. What is that? The political show? Yes. Well, it's like a, it's like a murder mystery show. Mm. Oh my God. Why can't I never remember the name of anything? (laughs) It's us with the names for me. Truth be told. Okay, I haven't heard of that one. Oh my god, it's so good. Hmm. First season is starring the guy from Breaking Bad, Aaron. Aaron Paul. Well, I never watched Breaking Bad. Okay, well, it's starring Aaron Paul. And next, Octavia Spencer is like the, the lead, but it's like every season centers around a different crime that she's connected to. Mm. Really, really good. Gabrielle Union is in, is in this season. Okay. And then the third show I started was Your Honor on Showtime. Oh, that's a funny show, right? No, it's a serious show. It's starring Brian Cranston from Breaking the Bad. And he plays a judge whose son committed a um, hit and run and killed somebody. And he got his like cop friends to like set up somebody else to take the Wait, fall for I it. I feel like I remember this show advertising. Yes. Yeah, it's in their second season. Oh, my God. I only started the first episode, but it was... It's so good. I can't wait to get into the rest of it. I feel like there are a couple of shows that I've seen advertised now that they're on their second season and people say they're so good, but I didn't hear about them when they first came out. Same. I never heard about this show, Yeah, but this one is really good. It's like dark, mysterious. It's it's really, really, really good. Mm. So getting into that as well. We love that. That's the journey I've been on. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to watch, of course, my toxic show, You. Of course. On Netflix. I haven't started it yet. I'm going to probably um, dive into it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to that. And then on Peacock, we watched The Capture. The Capture. Which uh, we uh, talked about season one a couple of seasons ago at yeah. this point. I think season one came out in 2020 in the midst yes. of COVID. And this is a show show we loved yes we loved season one of it it is centered around this main central um fbi investigator well it's set in london so whatever their equivalent to the fbi is Mm -hmm. and she is investigating a murder and the accused is like i wasn't there yeah, but there's video CCTV footage of him committing the crime. Yeah. So the entire show unravels and there's this thing called correction, which is basically live video manipulation of a, like something that's happening. So like a deep fake, basically. Yes. Of like, but it's imprinted into like live CCTV footage or live telecast broadcast. So we're back for the second season and the investigator, she's trying to expose 
correction. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's working within the organization to kind of get more evidence and to like build her case against it. I didn't enjoy season two as much as I did season one. I don't think I enjoyed season two at all. Really? Yeah, it was hard for me to watch. Number one, because I feel like there's been so much time in between, mm-hmm. um, like when we first were introduced into this world and now. Mm-hmm. And I was excited for the show to come back, but I feel like I was almost more intrigued by the murder storyline and like mm-hmm. that other main guy that was in the show. Yeah. That like I wish uh, they sort of addressed it in season two, but. That was just like completely done. Done. Um. So, uh, I guess that wasn't that appealing to me. Um. The whole storyline with uh, the Chinese espionage and the um, the political figure. I don't remember what his position was. Like yeah. the defense secretary being framed for the bad things that he was saying. Like I guess it just wasn't as intriguing, and the stakes weren't as high as. Mm what I perceived season one storyline to be. Okay. I can, I, I can understand that because this is like a politician that's being manipulated in the press and in on TV in season two. So my thing is like, if they're making a show like this, this is happening somewhere. Oh, really? To me, I was just like, this is scary. Oh, because they, he is literally sitting down for an, live in-person interview with a a reporter and the investigator is watching him in the camera and then looking at the control room and the the audio and his his body is being manipulated in real time and I was just like that is such a scary thought that what we're seeing isn't what is actually happening or what anybody is saying like I just feel like it just exposes like the dangers of deep fake technology, AI, all these new kinds of like frontiers with technology that we're going to have to be dealing with. Um, and it just is very scary. Like they're yeah. putting you in a place that you're not in. They're manipulating your words, your body, your face. Yeah, I just, uh, it's scary. And they're yeah. watching your every single solitary move. It's just... I, that is just unsettling to me in general. That is crazy to think about. And I'm sure like uh, like how it was back in the day where in Xenon they had video calling and we thought like, oh, that's never going to be possible. When are we ever going to see that? And now that's just a normal part of our everyday lives. Right. The fact that this type of technology has come up in mass media now that is very concerning yeah we we don't know what the world is going to be like in 10 years and yeah that might be a real possibility i hadn't thought about that that is really scary Um, yeah but honestly i just felt like uh, although the show is interesting and like there's new aspects introduced like Mm -hmm. in season one we didn't know that it could be manipulated live Uh it seemed to be all in post so that was something new but like maybe it was the pacing of just like i just feel like uh, yes uh crazy shit happened but like the climax. I also think that that main guy that was playing the pol- politician wasn't very 
charismatic or like he wasn't that likable yeah and um the pacing was weird like when you finally find out that it's like this uh, political company basically trying to prop him up and manipulate him it's like oh that's it right and like why him and they put that at the end like why was that yeah yeah. i didn't understand i didn't really like the motivation behind it for the company it's just like oh we ran your specs and algorithm and we we have to basically like tear your life apart and then build you back up to be like this perfect politician that's like well liked and respected to become president and it's like okay but to what end yeah why yeah there were a couple holes in the plot that i just wasn't really feeling and then him and his wife when she was like did you cheat did you cheat and he was like i'm not the father and it's like but you did cheat and you might be the father I was just like, ugh, I hated that storyline. And I hated how he was treated. He was, like, really trying to gaslight his wife. Yeah. And it's like, dog, you know you cheated. And you might be the father. Come on. Yeah, I just didn't realize (laughs) there would be that much of him in this season. Like, I like the main girl. Me too. And I liked her um, boss. Her boss. Both of the bosses. Yes. Are, like, crazy The scary CIA guy. Yeah, like, he's great. Yeah. But then they gave him cancer. I'm, I'm just like, what was the reason for that? Fake cancer at that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, it, it I got a little weird. Yeah. I couldn't finish the show. I actually tried to watch the last episode twice and fell asleep. So when that happens to me, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. It was a little disappointing, but interesting nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just scared. Like, Oh, for sure. That's coming. That's next. That's already happening, and they're, like, priming us. So, like, in 10 years when that's everywhere, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Crazy. Very crazy. Let's talk about our other show. Let's talk about our other show. What was it called? The Last of Us. (laughs) The Last of Us. Everyone's (laughs) watching The Last of Us, and I have a theory that HBO is the only station that makes good TV anymore. HBO is at it again. They're back with another Sunday night banger. Mm -hmm. So good. Okay, it's based on a video game by the same title, The Last of Us, and it's about this post-apocalyptic world. How long in the future is this? 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? So I I feel like the outbreak initially happens in the 2010s, and then um, this is supposed to be 20 years after that. Okay, so 20 years in the future after an apocalypse, and society has completely dissolved. We've got different cities have quarantine zones that um, people were not infected in, and they have created new semblances of life but it is a mutated um fungus fungus that has infected people and turned them into zombies Mm -hmm. um very scary stuff i don't usually like a zombie show neither do i and i wasn't sure if i was gonna like this one but it's starring pedro pascal and Our he King. literally <laughs> cannot do any wrong and i and the also the little girl from game of thrones yes like i just die for the casting mm-hmm. and it it's amazing it really is amazing he's such an incredible actor i love to see him do anything He's so great, um, but he's so like 
tall and lean and yeah. like fit, but in that kind of like kickboxer way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh. So the story centers on this main character, Joel. When the outbreak first happens, he is 36 years old and he has like a 10 to 14, 15 year old daughter named. Yeah. Um, I actually don't remember the first daughter's name, but when the outbreak Isn't happens, it Sarah, I might be totally wrong. I don't remember. Um, but when the outbreak first happens, she unfortunately dies and that stays with him. She is killed in such like a horrible, heartbreaking manner and he basically th- that was one of the only things he was living for. I was right with Sarah. Sarah and mm-hmm. Now it's 20 years later. So much has happened. The world is uh, gone to shit, basically. And he is just going along with uh, no purpose. He he has uh, uh, somebody in his life. He's there, like, going along, trying to survive. But it's aimless. And uh, he feel. I feel like he also feels regret for the things that he's done to try to survive. Um, yes. Because this is the thing. And I always say this, and my mom vehemently disagrees with me, but if some shit pops off and the zombies are coming, I want to die quickly, (laughs) swiftly, and I want to be remembered by the people that choose to decide to fight on (laughs) for another day. But when society collapses, there is going to be no running water, there is going to be no electricity, we are going to be basically useless because our food supply is disconnected from where we live and there is going to be no clean water and we are in these big brick houses you know in the middle of nowhere essentially cut off from from any sort of like sense of where we could survive you know it's Mm -hmm. not like we live in the woods or near the woods or any sort of ecosystem to survive i'm not down I'm not down. I just don't want, what are we living for? Like we're 20 years in the future and there's like no light, no electricity. Like it's just, and then the lawlessness when shit like this pops off, guess what happens? Women are raped and murdered. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not down. (laughs) I'm just not down. Yeah. And I feel like uh, this is uh, one of the big themes of the show. Um, like uh, love and what do you live for more so like who do you live for which uh, just makes the show so emotional um Mm -hmm. joel encounters ellie and ellie is immune to the fungus she's been bitten by one of the zombies and she survives so obviously they are trying to figure out what makes her special and maybe she's the key to a cure mm-hmm. so him and her start on this journey to get to wyoming yes um where they have a lab that are they're gonna try to figure out um what makes ellie special and try to figure out this cure and then along the way of course like uh, they grow attached to each other. You see, like, them starting to build a bond. A friendship. Yeah. Like, a very father-daughter relationship. She's mm-hmm. an orphan. And she was born within this time frame of this outbreak. So she doesn't know, like, life outside of, like, the quarantine zone. The first time she gets into a car, she's, like, amazed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something else that she sees. She doesn't know what coffee is. 
coffee, like <laughs> just like little things. And I, I just thought that was very interesting to have this like teenager be born outside of the world technically Mm -hmm. yeah and in some ways i feel like ellie's character is so dynamic because she is a sort of this hardened uh, um young girl who grew up in military school and fights and kills and Mm -hmm. like can survive in this world but she also has just like this childlike naivety because she doesn't know what the world actually is compared to joel so uh, there's just like that love a love eventually and like he is trying to protect her i found it so crazy i think it was like in episode two or three when they're in the woods and uh, they're um gonna make camp for the night and she goes "Uh, joel are you sure no one's gonna find us here and he goes yeah yeah don't worry about it go to sleep and then he starts thinking about it and then he stays up the whole night to protect her i'm just like uh how many parents just tell their kids like it's all gonna be okay it's fine don't worry about it i got it and they know it's a lie yeah it's just like that protection i think you already start to see that bond forming and the show is crazy it's so good um the different episodes like episode three centers on this like one couple and you see them throughout this huge span of time they start as the whole 20 years middle age and then they're like old people at the end and they eventually die together but they found love they found love in a hopeless place (laughs) (laughs) no that episode had me i was like i love their little story it's like this one man he does not evacuate when like the troops come through to evacuate people from their homes. And he basically builds a fortress around his little neighborhood. He puts up gates. He siphons off gas from, from the left behind plan. He, but he was a survivalist. He was ready. Oh, he was ready. He had a bunker in his basement. Like he had cameras. He had rigged everything for protection. I mean, everything about his whole setup. So this man is like, wandering along trying to get somewhere from one place to another and falls into like a trap and he's like i'm i'm alone i'm i've been (laughs) separated everybody else is gone and he's like can i have some food he's like i I haven't eaten in two days (laughs) and so he kind of takes him in and they form a bond and they become lovers and they spend the rest of their years together in this like union in this life and And I just thought it was so sweet. It's like another one of those threads of like, what do you live for? And at the end, when um, the one of the guys, the one that like came along, he eventually got sick and became paralyzed. And so he was at the end. He's just like, I I'm I'm done with this existence, but I've had the most amazing time with you. But I want one last day and then I want to like go into the night. And when they commit suicide together in the end, I was just like, that's just like the ultimate. I want to like cry just thinking about it. Like it was just so, why am I so emotional? (laughs) Um, It's just like you, what you live for is defined by you. Mm -hmm. Like you find a purpose, you find meaning in the things that you're surrounded by and the people that you're surrounded by. And wow. (laughs) No, it was emotional. Yeah, no. The last two episodes, I have bawled the entire (laughs) episodes because it's just, it's the most 
carnal thing, like when everything else is removed, when it's like yeah. the last of us, yeah. what is left? And yeah. it's your family. It's the people that you love and you'll do anything for them. Yeah. And he's like, I found my purpose to live. And he like writes a, a letter to Joel and he's just like, find your purpose, like protect that one person. He's like, I didn't need to save everyone, but I saved one person. So like find your one person and save that one person. It it's a beautiful show. It has like these moments like that and the, the writers and the directors are doing an incredible job. So good. Um the pacing is great. It like builds in these moments and like, have you watched the fifth episode yet? Yes, I have. Um, Honestly, as soon as I saw that little kid, I started crying. I was like, this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joel and what's her name? Ellie. Ellie. Um, run into or are found by another set of people. This These two brothers that are, you know, alone in the world and on the run. And... You know, they, they form a little union. It's like the kids and the adults, basically, and they're trying to get out of Kansas City where they are in and are being, like, hunted down by this, like, villainous woman. She's, like, the leader of the resistance mm -hmm. that is trying to hunt them both down. And, you know, they find... It's like this little family formation that's formed um, within the four of them. And then... You know, along the way, the zombies get the little boy. Yeah, I feel like that episode was uh, tough because... I'm going to keep crying. It's, <laughs> no, like, that episode was a perfect example of humanity's downfall and what they're really up against. Because one of the things yeah. that, um, like... Uh, happened in the game was that there wasn't really an antagonist the antagonist was like the zombies and you're trying to beat the zombies mm -hmm. and you're like on this quest on this goal so they kind of wanted to show a villain a, a villain or like a villainous um element to the show and that's why they came up with the lady that yeah. was hunting them down um and they wanted to showcase the infighting that happens uh, the the way that society breaks down and people break down and things every that they're, time the things that they're so caught up on she could have addressed the sinkholes and the zombies underground about to get them instead she was too focused on revenge yeah and that is exactly what brings us down every single time mm -hmm. that was and then she ends up dying because of that yeah you know and and then as the leader that's all of the leaders and like her her squad mm -hmm. that are all dot being killed in that moment and, and it's basically like the whole city quarantine it, zone too because the zombies get them that was her yeah. entire downfall i cra crazy show mm -hmm. really crazy it's just it's quite a journey and it really gives these like they have these heartfelt moments that you like you feel it in your gut mm -hmm. it's really really well done yeah. Is this going to be one season? So there's two games. Oh. Um, they do have a sequel to this storyline. I don't know how they're going to split it up, but there is the potential for multiple seasons. Hmm, interesting. 
it will be interesting to see where the season leads us. I can't wait for the rest of the episodes. I'm actually watching this week to week, which is crazy. Me too. I'd be watching it every week, like House of the Dragon. It's a moment. I need to watch the current episode and talk about it with people. Yeah, it's really, really good. And all the actors are doing a really good job. And the little boy... In the last episode, he's actually deaf. Yeah, I saw that afterwards. I, I thought that was so sweet how they got um, an actor that was actually deaf to be a part of the cast. I know. And then everybody was, was learning, learning how to sign. Yeah, everybody was learning ASL. So I, that like broke my heart as well. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm an, I'm an emotional being, y'all. No, like, uh, uh, legit, the episode started, and I saw the brothers, and I started crying. And I was asking Ryan, I was like, I need to know if they die, because if I'm here rooting for them, and then at the end of the episode, they die, I'm going to be a mess. And he told me, he was like, yeah, don't get too attached. I was like, oh. okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I knew they weren't going to make it long, but I was just like, I was hoping. Yeah. But then when he got bit, I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah. You know, it's like you can do as much as you can do it. But if the zombies get you, the zombies get you. Mm -hmm. And that's the other part of the zombie apocalypse that I just don't understand. Like. You're 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 running and and trying to escape. And it's like at any turn, the zombies can get you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can be going along for 20 years and then the zombies are getting you Mm -hmm. like that just seems so futile when it's your time it's your time and something that i thought was crazy was when um the the lady i think she was christine or whatever the evil Uh dictator lady um helen helen when she was uh, um explaining to henry like uh, your brother wasn't worth more than my brother's life you're fighting fate. You're just prolonging the inevitable. The The little boy is going to, maybe he was meant to die. That one really stuck with me. You could be doing so much, so many bad things, like compromise your character, like hate who you are basically is what happened to Henry to protect this person, and then it's all for nothing. I thought that was rough too. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's a foreshadowing for Joel and Ellie. I don't know how the game ends, um, but Mm. I guess we'll see. That's really interesting. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. Isn't that tough? That is tough. Like you, you work and you do all these things and you compromise who you are and you do things that you would never think of doing. And then it all ends the same. Mm-hmm. It all ends the same. Yeah. But I think in Joel and Ellie's case, it's bigger because, like, uh, there is the opportunity for her to get rid of this virus. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But I don't know. 10 out of 10 recommend. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think about the show. Are you loving it? Like This is better than House of the Dragon. I hated House of the Dragon. I didn't watch that, so. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, yeah, this is a must watch. <laughs> yeah, this was really good. Like, HBO really knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Every time. All right, guys, it's time for tea. Let's get into it. 
Tea time. So first up, Rihanna's Super Bowl performance was absolutely iconic. She revealed a little baby bump, which initially I thought was just baby weight from the last baby. Right. And then she confirmed that she was indeed pregnant with her second child with ASAP Rocky. So congrats to them. Congrats to her. Like, I love this new era for her of motherhood, of just like ease it -hmm. seems like she's in her soft life era absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um and i love that for her because i love rihanna and even though you guys have the same birthday we are birthday twins we are kindred spirits and i think we would be friends like you know we would just see eye to eye in a lot of ways and even though i don't love asap rocky i just think he seems like he's like so all into this all into this like he's all in he is like playing daddy like the videos of him at the super bowl like taking videos and just like going crazy in the crowd like i just love to see it yeah same you know i'm just happy for my girl and the performance was it was great like she's like probably like four or five months pregnant you know she's not a young thing she's like 35 if i'm 33 yeah she's 35 um, you know, she did what she could do. Mm-hmm. And some people were complaining that she didn't do enough. She she didn't bust out any choreography. There was no outfit changes. But like the woman is pregnant and she stuck to her commitment. And I think she did a great job. Yeah, I think she did a good job, too. And she's never been known to do like she's not Beyonce with the choreography. So no. it's like, come on, people, let's let's temper our expectations to be realistic here. She's not mm-hmm. J-Lo. Yeah, I was surprised she didn't bring out any guests. That would be like my one qualm with the performance. But I think she did an amazing job. She sounded great. <laughs> she looked great. No, Pisces things. This it, this is her show. <laughs> like we're not sharing that spotlight. It was the Rihanna show. <laughs> like there's no way that I'm going to bring out to the biggest performance of my career. Like this culmination moment. I'm not bringing anybody out. What? This yeah. is about me. Yeah. I can see the vibes. I liked it. Those are the vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I thought she did a great job. Me too. And oh my God, can we just talk about, not that I watch sports or care, but the Travis Kelsey brothers of it all from the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey and his brother, I don't know what the brother's name is. Does the brother play football too? No, it's Travis and (laughs) Travis. Travis. (laughs) It's Travis and what's the other one's name? The brother. The brother. They are so cute. Do they both play football? Yes, they were on each team. Oh, one was on the, on the opposing team. Yes. Oh. Travis plays for the, the Chiefs mm-hmm. and the brother plays for the Eagles. Okay. And the, he already had a Super Bowl ring. So this is now Travis's Super Bowl ring. And oh. they have a podcast together. And I know. Like a, and the little girl. The, the, the video. Yeah. Here's, hey, baby girl, how you doing? <laughs> No, but they were talking about he was like the brother was like, you know, I to see my brother now accomplish something so great in his career. He's like, I was so elated, like even though I was sad for myself, I was so elated and proud of you that you've gotten to this point in your career. I was like almost crying on TikTok watching the video of them (laughs) talk about the Super Bowl and just like what it meant to see the other one succeed in this moment. They are so cute. They're adorable, but I'm just obsessed of the video with him talking to the brother's daughter, the little niece. And their mom. Oh, my God. The mom. Okay. For the, 
the you haven't seen any of this content no i've only seen the video of him talking to the niece hey baby girl (laughs) you know you like the phrase baby girl do i because you were obsessed with massimo and the baby girl (laughs) and now the baby girl i don't like to be called baby girl but it does something for you done right i think everyone can appreciate it Okay, I mean, sure. <laughs> no, I personally don't like that. Like, don't call me that unless you're Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> so their mom had like custom made jerseys. It was like half cheese, half eagles. She Aww. was like dressed up. They were. That's sh- so cute. And there's like video of them, of her coming into the field and like finding each of them afterwards. And they're both like, mom. Aww. And it is just so, oh my God, I just am obsessed. That's so They're cute. just such a little cute family moment. Like, for no other reason, the optics around the Super Bowl because of them, 10 out of 10. Okay, love that. Love that. Love that for them. Loved it. Aw. Yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> okay. Sports. <laughs> Sports. Um, Another sport, the Grammys. <laughs> the Grammys were two weeks ago, and what an upset. What a disappointment. They just really know how to, like, fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. They snubbed Beyonce for album of the year, and I'm sorry, I you cannot tell me that Harry's house was better than than that. Or Harry's and, house won. Yes, for but album I thought of he was year. last year. No, it's this year. This year, huh? He won album of the year over Renaissance, and I mean, and Bad Bunny. Like, I'm sorry, Bad Bunny had the highest streamed album, listened to album in the world. Like that album is I don't historic. Know. Like, that album changed my brain chemistry. I just, I just feel like that. I can understand Beyonce not getting it, but Bad Bunny, I, I actually didn't. I was like, no, that's racist. Harry was the lower one of both of them in that category. Absolutely. Like, if anyone was going to be second place to Beyonce, I would think it would be Bad Bunny, not Harry. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like the Grammys just were, like, snubbing everyone. They snubbed Luke Combs for the award that he was up for for Top Country Artist and Best um, Duo Performance. I was just like, what is this? Like the Grammys always does that. Oh, my God. They try to be so, like, contrarian. Like, ugh. Yeah, the Grammys sucks. Remember when um U2 won that year? When they put their <laughs> album on everybody's phone, so naturally they won? <laughs> like, who the fuck is U2? <laughs> or b- what was the other one? <laughs> Something with a B? Beck. Beck. <laughs> who the hell is Beck? I ain't never heard of Beck. And then I an- still ain't heard of Beck. <laughs> Then an article came out of the Van- Grammy voters and they were like, some of them were like, yeah, I haven't listened to any of the albums. I just kind of went with the vibes. Beck? No, of this year. Oh, voting. Of, of this year. And they were just like, you know, like the the voters are just so like weirdly biased and just half of them don't care. They're like old and crusty and dusty. And I'm just like, what is this? They've, there's got to be a better way. Absolutely. There has to be. I just can't believe that something so prestigious is done in this like haphazard fashion. Yeah, they need to do it like the Oscars. I feel like the Academy does a great job. Yeah, they get it right. I think for the most part, they do a good job. At least like the process is streamlined. At least there's a process at all. Yeah, (laughs) 
it's it's funny with the Oscars. They are constantly having to like make up for Oscars they didn't give people, but it's like something that's gone back so long that they can't ever like get out of it. It's like every so often there's a person that should win best actor or best actress. Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Or Denzel. He should He's never won. He has. Oh. But like he should have won for Malcolm out. Malcolm X, but whoever he was up against was like owed their Oscar because they didn't get it when they should have gotten it because somebody else was owed their like they're constantly doing that. So it's like in the some every so often it's like you get these years and it's like this one this one big actor has the the movie of the year come up and it's like okay we have to award it to them this time because they might not make another Oscar worthy perform you know it's like mm-hmm. so they have to do these like makeup Oscars and so it just like throws off like but sometimes the years are tough like I was no, thinking sure. I was thinking back to the 2017 Oscars when Denzel was nominated. Timothy Chalamet was nominated for best actor and like two other crazy people were were nominated. And I was just like, okay, yeah, but all of these movies were amazing. All of these movies Mm. are some of the best movies that were made like in modern times. And that was all just one year. Yeah. And then, then they have those years where they're, the categories are stacked and it's just like unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Mm -hmm. Timmy is owed an Oscar now. You think so? What movie was that? Call Me By Your Name. Oh. You haven't seen it, right? No. That is the best coming-of-age movie ever made. Hmm. It is subtle. It's beautiful. It's it's stunning visually. It's just so captivating mm. and heartbreaking. Mm. It, no, it's, it's amazing. And that is Timothy Chalamet's best performance. I don't know what he, he's an amazing actor, but I don't know what he's going to do. That's going to be better than him in that movie. Mm. Interesting. It's worth, if you haven't seen that movie, it is worth a watch. It's so good. And I thought that I wouldn't relate to a same sex love story because Mm -hmm. it's like two men. It's a completely different experience than like what I have experienced, Mm -hmm. but it is so universal. I just think love is love. Love is love. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think people should get like hung up on like, oh, this is like a gay story or not or whatever. Like, you know? Yeah, no, there's no such thing. Like connection is connection. Yeah. Because like in the last of us like that little couple like they were just like you know love is love love is dope i want that love like uh, that is just beautiful yeah that undying never ending yeah like the old love that love just hits different yeah when you get there and it's still like pure like that Mm -hmm. because i think of certain old couples and they get there and they're not that they regret staying together, but you can tell like they're a little weathered, right? You know, it was it was a long journey. It yeah. was a ru- it was rough. Time. It was a tough road. It was a tough road, <laughs> and it's they're like a little tired. <laughs> they could do for separate vacations and bedrooms. <laughs> you know, you hope when you get to that place and you've spent all that time with somebody that you still look at them like you did when you were. 20 or 30 or whenever you met them and it was mm-hmm. like lovely and and blissful yeah but you know life is life can be long mm-hmm. yes that's something that i learned as i got older life can be long you can have like five different lives in your one life 
Yeah. All of a sudden, you could be 40 and your life is completely different than the rest of your other, like, your life. I know. Somebody tweeted today, I read, they were like, last year, Michael B. Jordan rented out the aquarium for Lori Harvey for Valentine's Day. And this year, she's with a whole new nigga. Yeah. In love again. In love again. (laughs) And then somebody replied, they were like, last year, I was celebrating Valentine's Day with my ex and this year i'm celebrating valentine's day with a completely different husband <laughs> a whole new husband, whole new husband <laughs> different guy and they're married like your life can change like this yeah so crazy yep okay so that was the grammys um beyonce's going on tour the tickets are like gone i She's got my going. tickets bitches i got my tickets i know of one <laughs> other person who got their tickets a friend of a friend and they're going in paris Ooh, nice He's going broke from that <laughs> we're in a suite okay we got <laughs> vip status baby we didn't have to deal with the lines no i was like wow i can't talk <laughs> No access codes or nothing. I can smell the money. <laughs> yeah, we spent a bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's just say that after your wedding, I need to hold a kana. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to sit down and my credit cards need a rest. Yeah. So uh, UFC is coming to Miami and Ryan and I are trying to figure out how to go so bad. How much uh, we need to hold a kana. How much are the tickets? Like, uh, um, for nosebleeds, it's like four or five hundred dollars. That's insane. Yeah, and then we were trying to get a box, like a little. We were trying to do a little one too, <laughs> little, <laughs> little Yeah, and we found like this VIP thing where you can pay five hundred dollars and then have like access to the VIP tickets. But like, then how much are the VIP tickets after that? Right. Damn. I know. UFC is crazy. Beyonce is crazy. Life is expensive. Life is so expensive. Like, it's crazy out here in these streets. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, my favorite story, MGK and (laughs) Megan Fox have broken up. And I called it. Go back on the previous episodes. I said they were never going to make it down the aisle. I absolutely think they were a real relationship because I know people were talking about like, oh, this is just a PR relationship. No, I believe they believed they were twin flames. They were definitely, they they probably are twin flames, but like twin flames explode eventually, don't they? I think they do. And they are explosive. Like she went on a rampage. She like deleted all the photos. Then she was like, uh, she deleted her Instagram momentarily. Then she came back. Then she unfollowed like everyone that she had been following. Then she followed a bunch of like men. That- no, not a bunch of men. Three men. Eminem, Timothy Chalamet, and Harry Styles. Very weird. But we know that MGK and Eminem have a beef. Like they've had a beef for years. Mm. Multiple diss tracks. Or I think at least like back and forth okay a diss track or two of the white rappers yeah and then um i think g easy was in that beef too funny enough (laughs) if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i think they were all beefing at one point oh my god no stop that is so (laughs) that's embarrassing isn't that hilarious that's hilarious so they had a beef i don't know what the problem is with timmy and with harry I guess those are her next prospects. <laughs> oh, 
but she did that strategically yeah for sure it was very dramatic it was like we're broken up but they were like just at the grammys yes but that was weird so when he won his grammy she posted a photo and the caption was strange it was like even though you lost like uh, you handled it so well i've never seen you act so mature like (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) what this is a low-key low blow yeah like that's not a compliment (laughs) that is weird right and then she posted um like basically an ex bonfire where you burn all the shit that your ex gave you oh god and she was like burning a bunch of shit oh god like uh, she is going through it they definitely broke up there's like cheating rumors um yeah because she's she like posted something and she was like oh the lies are i can smell the lies on your breath something like right girl stop with the theatrics yeah she's dramatic it's very dramatic celebrities are just like us <laughs> they delete their instagrams after they get broken up with i mean i think you should yeah do you think you should follow exes it depends on the how it ended and the vibes like is it cordial vibes like you guys ended and you just never unfollowed each other or is it like if you're mad at somebody i think it's fine to unfollow them um but also I've heard the argument that like it's not good to follow exes because then they could like always try to slide back in. But I feel like if you're past it and like everybody's moved matter. on, it doesn't matter if you still follow them. Mm. I'm like against the ex following. Like unfollow them. Unfollow them. Yeah. Like you're done with them. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move on. If it was like a relationship relationship, yeah, unfollow them. But if it was just like a little one, two, like a little ex, like, oh, we dated for a couple months. That's my ex. Like, sometimes it doesn't matter. Hmm. And you can't be mad at somebody for like following their little one, two ex. If it's like the main ex, if it's MGK, he needs to be unfollowed. See, I think the little one, two ex is even worse. Really? Yeah. I just feel like the one, two ex, like it didn't go anywhere. Why do you need to follow that girl? Okay. I'm very anti-following. Like, why are you following so many people? Go and follow people that you don't need on your timeline. Yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, like, I'm very, like, pro-unfollow. Yeah. Like, unfollow, block, mute. That person does not exist. Fair. Block, block, block. Block at the Instagram, block at the <laughs> Facebook, block at the, block at the. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the TVNT podcast. You know where to find us, all the different places. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us something nice. Only if it's nice. And if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to subscribe and to give this video a thumbs up. And we will be back next Friday with another episode to serve the tea and the, the tea and the latest TV and pop culture news. Bye, guys. Bye.